Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today we go, well, we're going to go all four of those things, but we're talking about changing the way you think about marketing your business with one of the biggest marketing geniuses I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, no. David Johnson with Epiphany Marketing, Grow the Dream. He can't ever really decide which business he's really promoting today. Joining us for the discussion. But before we do, as it says in Isaiah 45.3, and I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who called you by name. These secrets he talks about hidden in the darkness, Darkness, that darkness is the internet. And today we're going to find out all about those secrets and the gold and the riches that are out there for us as business owners, business operators, business people. The internet, well, it controls the world. David Johnson, are we going to go with the, you, you did your post as Epiphany Marketing. Are we going to go with Grow the Dream or are we going with Epiphany Marketing? You know, it's funny you mentioned it. We've we've had this transition in process for about a year. and That's a I, pretty slow transition. I literally, yeah, it is. I literally submitted the change request to Facebook today to change the name of the page. To Grow the Dream. To Grow the Dream, yeah. So let's Grow the Dream. It is Grow we the Dream. We have David Johnson with Grow the Dream Thank here you. today from Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> wow, David, welcome to the I Work For Him show. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's good to be here. David Johnson is our webmaster, does our 
our website is helping us fine tune our website. Don't get all. It's not all his work because it will be incredible when he's done. He's working on the I work for him nation flag. I am. I came today, like, ready. I, we got to find a, a flag to put you behind. I think maybe a Christian flag would be good. That would be good. Is there one around here? Probably so. not. <laughs> Ivan's going, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, you. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But, yeah, we want to do this. This I work for nation. I really want to drive traffic because I want people to make a commitment to say, that's the kind of person I want to be in the workplace. I love I it. I want to make an impact. I want to be one of those people that, that is out there praying for my coworkers and serving my coworkers and being the best and brightest example of a person in their position and shining with excellence. That's what we're looking for. I love it. I love it. Sign me up. I'll be the first first member of the nation. Well, go ahead onto our website and contact us and let us know that that's what you want to do. That's good. And the actual I Work For Him Nation sign-up will be there shortly. Shortly. With right. labeled and branded and all that good stuff. All right. So before we get into that whole marketing conversation, what sure. I really want is for our listeners, as we do with every guest on the show, the most important thing is for you to talk about how Christ is making an impact on your life today. Wow. Today, you know, I appeal to him constantly for wisdom. You know, you talk about the internet being a dark place. I love the fact that you're you're bringing up Isaiah 45, the passage about Cyrus, where the Lord is speaking to Cyrus, who's not a believer. Believer, interestingly, or at least, at least he's not an Israeli king. But uh, but but when he threw Daniel into the lion's den, he was sitting there waiting. The next day, Daniel, did your God? Did he save you? Did he save you? He wanted to, he wanted it to be real. I know, and and God used Cyrus so powerfully in the life of the nation of Israel. So I figure if he'll do that for a pagan, you know, then, then he'll do that for someone who's seeking him actively. So I do. I, I tell you, the the internet is a crazy place. We do everything we can to stay on top of what's going on technology-wise and everything else, of course, naturally speaking. But at the end of the day, I do believe that it's the grace of God and His empowering and His enabling that allows us to be successful uh, with our clients. And uh, it's the it's the fact that we're focused on our clients that that, that caused us to take a year to do a rebrand. <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're, you're busy. There's no question. When you're good, you know, you've you got a high demand. And I've been able to refer you to quite a few people. And it, it's, you know, you, you do nice work. Thank you for that. You need a bigger team. We do. We're, we're, we're in that journey right now. So it's, it's that uncomfortable spot of having to add payroll. Uh, it's that. We've, we've, we've had a bigger team and we shrunk. A couple of years ago, we went virtual. So we closed our office. And so now our team is distributed. And so it's a it's a wild ride. Today's a different in business environment than, than we've ever been in, but it's a blast. It's a different business environment down here, but I will tell you that in other parts of the country, it still looks the way the business environment used to look here. I mean, there are people that do what you do that have offices of people. <laughs> I believe that. I don't know why anymore, but okay, go, go well, for because, it. <laughs> because it's, you know... Um, because you can in other parts of the country. You can get so much business. I mean, Minneapolis is just screaming along. My friends up there, I mean, there's so much business. It's incredible. If I were in Minneapolis, I'd be looking for a warm place to hole up too, man. <laughs> I got to tell you. Uh, it's probably 60 degrees here today. It's probably gorgeous. Okay. Wow, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, it 60. did get a little warm here. It's just ridiculous how hot it is here. Uh, but my wife's happy, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> so that explains it. Yeah, it is. I mean, you've not heard my testimony. I have. I and just, it, you know, I'm, it, I'm. It's it because of Martha's health. We had to seek warmer climates, and so I did it. We did. Uh, I did my midlife crisis on my own time. 
Uh, well, it was all planned, scheduled, and I'm still recovering. I don't think it counts so though if you plan the crisis. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a pretty good crisis. God has used it as an incredible wilderness experience for 12 years. It's it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, I was talking with some friends last week, and they were planning to buy uh, motorcycles and, and, <laughs> and Porsches, and and I said, you know, I, if you plan your crisis, I just don't think it counts as a crisis. Uh, well, I don't, and I don't need the sports car thing because I sold cars for so many years. I have driven hundreds of Corvettes, Camaros, Firebirds, Monte Carlo, Super. Sports, Porsches. I- I've driven them all. Just give me a car that sits me upright so my hips don't hurt at the end of the day. That's what I want. <laughs> get too old for that. I mean, they're fun to drive, but not around here. No. Because the only true. place you can drive 150 is on the Howard Franklin, and that's only in the middle of the night. I just said that. I'm kidding. I have never driven 150 on the Howard Franklin, but it's the only place you can actually enjoy a car. I've never been I've never been that high. I have been in the triple digits on the Howard Franklin, but that was on two wheels. <laughs> and it was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. You mean like before Christ? No, 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 no. not that long ago. (laughs) I wasn't driving. Before Christ for me would be before the age of six, so I can't, yeah, my driving years are all, Okay, They're all Christ years? Yeah. Yeah, we all learn to respect Christ even behind the wheel. (laughs) All right, so this isn't your first time on the radio. You you have way more radio experience than I do. I don't know. Radio for how many years? Well, I I started when I was 16. That's a long time, but... Because you're like over 26 now, so that's over 10 years. A little bit, yeah, but I, I, I I was only on the air for about four. Four years and only four years and was you, it every day no in that time only only for about six months full time so you by then by now you've done more radio shows than i ever did i might like 230 or 240 or something like that yeah congratulations it's it's been fun it's a fun ride trying to figure out what goes next what happens after uh we, we renew again in july where do we go next do we start to get it on in uh in four myers or maybe lakeland or orlando who knows I, this thing needs to go around the world well it's one of the reasons why well, you're we're, podcasting we're gonna go around the world. We, we, and last week we did hit when we got the reports, when Joshua pulled the reports last month, we actually had hit, we had downloads on iTunes from Vietnam, South Africa, Norway, and of course all over the United States. That's awesome. It's fantastic. That's great. Well, just that thanks to you, because you got it all done. Well. Joshua's still, he, he's gotten about 150 of the history ones podcasted, but there's still there's still almost on hey, I was left. listening to one on the way up I, I actually pulled up my podcatcher app and I and I grabbed the most recent episode and listened uh, as I was driving this way what I always tell people to do is, is if you ever want to really listen to something horrible just listen to my first show <laughs> <laughs> I actually have listened to your first show it wasn't that bad oh no it was really bad but I, that's okay it's, yeah, that's what it was it was my first time ever behind this microphone and it was just me in a room and it had an engineer that I didn't even know sitting there staring at me and I'm like this is the worst experience of my entire no, life. No, you did great. You know, it's it's like I said one time. I was in front of an audience, and I and I actually started this quote, gave it out, and it's the uh, the old saying that says anything worth doing is worth doing poorly, and that's where I left it. But Zig Ziglar's son was in the audience and stood up and said, "Hey, you know that's a Zig quote, right?" And he finished it for me until you learn to do it. I, now, I still don't even know the whole quote, but essentially it was well, until you... Well, wants to call into the show today, go ahead and 855-265-2929. Yeah, Mr. Tom Ziegler, if you're listening, Tom, buddy, you're I'm listening. sorry. I'm still screwing that quote up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of embarrassing to have you know the man's son correct me. and, and, and Not really. He was kidding. He was That's pretty cool, me. actually. Yeah, he was the kidding. fact that he was listening to you should be... Wow. Hey, Tom comes and speaks at our events. We do we do Christian business events from time to time, and, and he's a staple at our events. We love Tom. That's fantastic. awesome. Has yeah. he written as many books as his dad wrote? Nope. He's written one book uh, with with his dad, actually. It's called Born to Win. 
and um, they're uh, they're working on some other projects right now. But but uh, writing books is not not Tom's thing yet. Anyway, people keep telling me I need to write a book so you know you can have notoriety and get speaking engagements. I'm like, what am I going to write it about? There are so many books on workplace ministry. I mean, there there are billions now. What I've thought about is writing a book about the books that are in workplace ministry, and and people have challenged me to write a workbook to go along with some of those books, or to do something like that. But I, I'm not. See, the thing of it is, though, this is what makes you special and unique. This show, even, you know, you you, you have guests on, you talk about all these books and everything, but nobody's going to dispense it the way you do. And that's why I think you should write a book on workplace ministry. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to sign up. I'll buy the first copy. Wow. Okay, it's going to be $500 a copy because I'm only going to print five of them. Okay, okay well, right. there's a little caveat here. There oh, is a no, no. Ivan, did you hear a caveat? No, I don't think so. I think, no, I don't think so. All right, so you're doing internet radio now. We are, yes. Uh, I am thrilled uh, to have the opportunity to work with a couple of really phenomenal co-hosts. My good friend Rod Thompson, who is a 30-year veteran journalist, published in the New York Times, published in People Magazine, you name it. He's written for A New Man, uh, Christian magazines, a focus on the family. He is a, just a fantastic writer. He actually left the journalism business and joined the other side. So he's working with businesses, helping them gain visibility and publicity. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he's, he's one of my co-hosts and another good friend of mine named Josh Muccio who is actually, for the very first time in my life, there's actually a tech whiz around a young whiz kid. And that's Josh. He's in his 20s still and and, uh, doing fun stuff. And that's really what you have to do. If you're going to be really successful in marketing today, you need a 25-year-old on your staff. It's funny. I I thought I was on the cutting edge, the bleeding edge of testing weird things and doing internet stuff. I can't keep up with this kid. So we have a lot of fun, the three of us. And the show is called The Growth Show. You can find it at thegrowthshow.com. We just published our 11th episode. We have a really fantastic one coming up with a guy by the name of Jay Bear, who is one of the uh, top I always say he's one of the leading leaders. He's a top guy in content marketing. He's really innovative. Fantastic show coming up this week. Content marketing. Speaking of that, you know, I heard that one of the presidential campaigns had this like swooping, one of the new ones that announced this week, and we will not mention which one it was. They had. I can't in, keep up with them, actually. There's so many. Uh, this was one that will absolutely go unmentioned the entire time. Okay. And it had now like I know who this, it is. Some swooping signal that had to do with some new website I'd never heard of that you, sw- oh, that you, uh, Did some, you swipe? That you swipe in order to match up. That's right. Say it. Don't spray it. When you, you can't help myself. Sorry. <laughs> I get so excited uh, that you. Uh, it's, it's like to match up. Yep. I want to be attached to that person or not attached to that person. Yep. Left or right swiping. I have no. Sounds idea. Sounds like Tinder. Yeah, that's what it was. I think maybe Tinder. I've never used it, but I did. I've heard some really funny marketing gimmicks built around Tinder. Nice. I'm a happily married man, so I, yeah, I've, I've never downloaded the app. Just for I the can record. tell you, I'm a happily married man, and even if I was a widower, I'm not going on the internet to find a girlfriend. <laughs> so, like, no, I don't think so. Uh, okay, listen, you are this way. I look at you when I describe you to people. I say, listen, you're a classic marketer because you can develop stuff from scratch, but you're a cutting edge marketer, so you could get. You can help people revolutionize their approach to marketing on the internet. So that gives you classic marketing. You can do design work, cutting edge, and you're you're also, but you're on the bleeding edge. So you're on that, hey, this is stuff that's coming out. Maybe you ought to try it. I don't know if it's really that great, but yeah, I think it's really going to be great. I mean, you're, you're not just cutting edge. You're bleeding edge on this stuff. And that's what I like about it. You're not afraid. I mean, these meetings, it's been the most hilarious thing. Hey, Jim, we're going to have a meeting. And then you're like, what do you mean I got to click on what and do... <laughs> Can we just talk on the phone? I mean, come on! I don't. I, I have a smartphone, but I don't. I don't actually talk on this thing very much. I don't know. I like. I like. You know, it's really cool that phones are really for talking on. 
I, I I understand that. I I mean, you know, I am 40 years old, so I I used them as phones, but today <laughs> I I just why? There's so many fun ways to communicate with people that don't involve actually uh, making a call. I don't but know. you get free minutes. That's the whole key. You get I free do. minutes. Okay, but I get all all the free minutes I want online Skype, man. You know, why would I? Why would I use cellular? Just throw. I never I did know. figure that part out. I'm gonna have to get my laptop set up so I can actually have meetings like that with you. Yeah, it's it's good. It's more productive ultimately, I think. But that's well, you can read facial expressions, and that's really the positive part because you know if somebody's lying to you, you can at least see it in their face. <laughs> I guess. It's the dream we all had in the 1980s about video calling. No, right? seriously, yeah. I saw a presentation in fourth grade. Yeah, it was fourth grade. Fourth grade on video phones. Really? Fourth grade. I can remember it. I can remember them showing I'm thinking, that is really cool. Yeah, they missed, though, the, the by about 30 years. They missed it. Today, we are talking with David Johnson with Grow the Dream at growthedream.com about changing the way you think about marketing your business and I'm talking, it doesn't matter whether you own the business, whether you're a leader in the business, whether you work in the business. We need, as Christ followers, we need to be sophisticated. We need to be cutting edge. We need to be doing it with excellence. No matter what we do, we need to do it with excellence. And that's why I've got David Johnson on here today, because here's a marketing guy that does it with excellence. He needs a bigger staff, because he's so good, he's now starting to get swamped. And that's the problem with really good people, David. They do such great work. Then you get swamped, and all of a sudden, so you got two choices: you raise your rates, or you get more people. Well, I appreciate all the compliments. I'm kind of hoping you'll just get more people. Well, we're we're definitely working on growing the team. That's true. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for all the kind words. I mean, I, I I'm thrilled that you are so happy with what we've done. I well, appreciate you could, it. You can pay me that money later. Okay. Hey, listen, it's time for our book highlight segment. Brought to you, of course, by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today is Good to Great, written by His Eminency in Business Writing. Jim Collins, the researcher extraordinaire. He's unbelievable. I mean, have you read that book? I actually have. Oh, come I, I, on. Seriously? No. Unbelievable. It's like one of the biggest. All right, cut his mic off, Ivan. <laughs> cut him off. All right, let me give you a short explanation. The research team contrasted the good to great companies with carefully selected set of comparison companies that failed to make the leap from good to great. What was different? Why did one set of companies become truly great performers while the other set remained only good? The best part about this book, this book was written before the crash in 2008. And then he just wrote a follow-up book. In 2013 or 14, I just read it. It's a blue cover. This good great's got a red cover. That's <laughs> pretty. I don't remember the name. And uh, Martha will text me and tell me what the name of the new one was. But they looked at these companies that were really well off, and then all of a sudden they went through the tough times of the Great Recession, or as we'll probably call it, the Great Depression. Uh, it, it, how did these companies fare? But in all of this, it, there's so many great principles in Good to Great. You've got to read this book. If you're a business leader of any type, the section on getting the right people on the bus, getting the wrong people off the bus, and moving them on the right seat is my favorite part of this. Listen, you got to read this book. And you need to call in the studio line if you want to get a copy of it, 855-265-2929. And remember, read the book. Don't wait for the movie. movie. All right, call in the studio line now. I'm laying out one copy. It's a hardback copy, even. 855-265-2929-855-265-2929. Good to great by Jim Collins. What a great book. And that boy can do some research. I'm sorry to say I haven't read it. I've heard those analogies so many times of being around business leaders so much. But I also got to say, I mean, congrats to the, for the uh, blast from the past there with Whiteheart. I mean, that's 
I know. reaching into the library. You know library. how many people know that? Very few. Yeah, they, you know they had put a spring tour together for this year, and it just recently dissolved. But their wheelchairs the all broke, didn't they? I mean, <laughs> they're not that old. Uh, Great by choice is the name of the book that he just came out with. Great by choice. Thank you. My wife is so incredible. Absolutely. Listen. All right, we're talking today with David Johnson with Grow the Dream about how you can just really shift the paradigm of marketing in your business. How did marketing become such a focus for you? Uh, I think probably a big part of it was my background in radio. When we got started in radio and I was doing production work for, for businesses and even and churches back then because we were doing Christian radio, uh, we, I, I, I was early on, I was fascinated with what got response and what didn't. And then later, I spent some time in Christian retail. God bless Martha for being in that business. Um, and so I was in that business for. She about, loves it most days. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, listen, I loved. I loved being around the content, and the materials, and the books, and the music, and all that sort of good stuff. But what I uh, uh, what I really honed during the time that I was in retail, we were in a mall based store, so very different than a than a church based store. A lot of outreach. We we we, we had a good time. Not that. I'm sure she does a lot of outreach there too, but just keep digging. I'm sorry, yeah, it's just going badly. Sorry, Martha, but uh, we we did a lot of direct mail, and that was another kind of uh, laboratory for me in, in terms of learning what got response. It was fascinating. You'd send out postcards. This postcard would get a huge response. That one wouldn't. Why? You know. So I got really, really interested in that. And of course, I'm a geek. The first business that I founded uh, was a technology business doing networking, IT support, and all that sort of good stuff. You, you're familiar with that type of business? Yep, I am. I, I did a very very small scale, served a lot of small businesses. And so along the way, just became very passionate about small businesses, entrepreneurs. And I really have this this belief that God has called a lot of people to start and own businesses. And that uh, that's one of the things that's happening in the world today. And uh, and so I'm just passionate about helping them in any way that I can. So, our, you know, sort of all of this has converged in the last few years. Technology has become more and more important for marketing. And, and today, if you don't have at least some focus or awareness of technology, Marketing isn't going to work very well for you. So today, it's like the perfect storm for me. I love marketing. I love technology. And I love helping business people. So that's that's why we're in so business. So can you help get I Work For Him 100,000 listeners? I believe we could. I, and, and I'll tell you why. Because I think you have a quality product. I think that what you're doing is, is, is a God-breathed thing. And I believe that he's calling well, that, you to success. That part is obvious, because uh, there was no way I was ever brought up thinking I was going to be a radio guy. So, I mean, it, the, the blessing on it, it's, been, it's just been amazing. Well, I, it, but you know what? You've grown in your skills. Dude, you're good at this, man. I, I, you, I, I love the fact that you make fun of yourself all the time, but you're really good at it. I, I just try to be real, because I do screw up all the time, so it's okay. No, I, I do. I mean, if we're going to do this thing, my goal behind doing the I Work For Him show, it's not the Jim Brangenberg show. It's the I Work For Him show, and I, I want I want to reverse engineer the church. I want to challenge all those workplace believers that are out there in their cars listening to the show, and they're out there listening on the internet, and they're out there listening on their podcast to learn this and go, wow, I want to be challenged like this in my church. I got to tell my pastor about this. In fact, tomorrow night I'm bringing my pastor on the show for a five-minute call-in because he's doing a series. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff Parrish at First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks doing a series called Work. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Wait, wait, wait. That's a four-letter word in the church. I know. <laughs> I know. And that's how he introduced it almost. It was he's, funny. He's a bold guy if he's using a four-letter word and, as the and, title and, of the series. And, and it, I'm just so grateful that he finally brought it out. And I said, why don't you just use the intro to my show? Because everything you said, I say in the intro to my show. That's awesome. But it's, we need to get every pastor in Tampa Bay saying these same things. Because if every pastor in Tampa Bay was challenging their people to recognize that their workplace was their mission field, Tampa Bay would be 
revolutionized it's by true. Christ. It's true. It would be transformed. And imagine if the four and a half million people that live here were getting impacted by Christ because of somebody in their workplace. That starts to spread all over Florida. The I-4 corridor. There's 12 million people on the I-4 corridor. And then all of a sudden, I, I mean, I, I, how cool would it be if you could start a revival for Christ in a workplace? That's Absolutely. All, that's, all, that's all I'm out about. Hey, listen, there are a lot of, you know this, a lot of Christian business leaders who believe that's exactly what God is doing. Uh, I had the the pleasure a few years ago of interviewing one of the greats in this world. He wrote a book called Experiencing God. I'm sure you know who. Oh, uh, Blackaby. Yeah, he's pretty famous. Dr. Henry Blackaby. Yeah. And and that's what he says. He says, look, God is working in the workplace. That's where it's happening right now. Well, it's, and it, cause that's because it's not happening in the churches where it should be. Well, and, and we and that's what we need. To, we need to reverse it so that the churches can learn to equip workplace believers. Absolutely. Just, it, but the, and you'll know that the revival has started to happen when churches and ministries start to work together. Regardless of denomination, I mean that's that's what I was reading about Moody. Uh, I was reading somebody, one of my good buddies, uh, Bob Swatland. He's with Moody Radio, uh, and he gave me a book on D.L. Moody, and that's what Moody was known for. He was not. He was known for shirking any connection to any um, denomination, but creating unity among all the churches. Right. And that's that's what I want to be because I don't have a denomination. I've, I've been to like churches from seven or eight denominations. As long as they talk about Jesus and they read the Bible and they tell you that you have to make a choice on whether you're going to follow Christ or not, instead of saying, "Well, you know, everybody's just saved," you know, that's what the Bible really says. I'm good with it. I don't care what the what the names are on the church. Absolutely, I love variety. And variety. That's yeah. right. A little shout and dance here. A little loud music. I like loud music when I'm doing my worship singing. Oh man, you, that hides what yeah, I. Yeah, it like. does. It masks everybody in the crowd. <laughs> not just not just me, but the people around me too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And sometimes the worship leaders who need to be masked, but you never know. <laughs> All right. So listen, you're you're you have a heart and passion for incorporating your faith and your work. Where did you first learn to do that? I tell you, I was just really perplexed early on. When the first company I started was twenty something years ago. I don't remember. And I had a conversation with a pastor and his wife, and they kept asking me, "What is it you're called to do?" Because they knew that there was a calling on. A, on my life and by the way I did spend some time in ecclesiastical ministry like classical as a I had the title pastor for a little you while like wear a robe and stuff As- too no no thank god no associate pastor of a church well, you raise ecclesiastical i'm thinking robe and some incense well because i listen we what we do every day is ministry so i have Absolutely. to specify when i say i was in the you ministry got paid I by mean, a church yes i did for a while so uh but these people were asking me early on you know uh what is it that god's called to do and i said i don't know it's something to do with business and I, I i couldn't i couldn't articulate it because i'm sure you went through this when i first got awakened to this calling that god wants to do something in business nobody was talking about it I mean, when it was you know early '90s, you would struggle to find, and I didn't even look for books on this subject back then because there were seventy. You knew there were so, seventy yeah. books. Well, no, I, I didn't hear about this till the mid 2000s. So no, but Oz Hillman writes about it in his first book. At that point in time, there up until the early '90s, there have been seventy written going back in history, and one of them was written by Martin Luther. Well, okay, so I worked and, in Christian what, retail but, in the mid '90s and didn't know about these books. Right, but that's what you know when you look at. Uh, what Martin Luther was part of. Right. The Reformation was about workplace ministry, that no matter what you did, your work mattered to God. Sure, and it dissolved the hierarchy of the, of right. the church. and Which that was ticked off all the people in sure. religion about money, power, and control. Right. I'm all about that. Me too. Oh, let's, let's, let's bring it all down. 
Oh, that was my evil laugh. Okay. All right. So, so listen, let's start talking about, because we're running out of time. We're having too much fun. Let's give some people just some good hints on some things they should be considering today. If they want their business to really matter, really make a difference, to really give glory to God with excellence, what are some things they should be doing out there to get their name out there. Because well, it's not you're not advertising yellow pages anymore. Although <laughs> I hope. And if you're out there selling yellow pages advertising, you're a Christ follower. Please find a different job because you know you can't tell people that people are. are is anybody looking at the yellow pages? Anymore? Not only that, but a lot of the yellow pages companies have become internet marketing companies now, and they're selling these packages. And I got to tell you, I haven't seen one yet that had any value. So if you're yeah. in that business and you're a believer, I, I, I have to echo, brother. Let's let's recruit them to sell for well, something that's going to be effective. And I live in a neighborhood full of people that are are uh, they're not always there all year long and the yellow pages tend to come a couple times a year and i go and i collect them all from all their doorsteps and then i recycle them all i used to use them as doorstops but they're not big enough now so at least out in sarasota we can't they're not they don't weigh enough so <laughs> so you asked me the question what would there's one recommendation that we've been making and it's been 10 almost 10 years now 2006 we started making this recommendation and today it is more important more valuable and more critical than ever and that is that every business should have a blog and should be writing content on their blog on a regular basis and uh, i used to recommend once a week but i'm actually in sort of this existential crisis right now we're amping up the frequency <laughs> existential that's don't count four, the syllables no that's, that's four <laughs> syllables and i still don't have a really idea what that means so okay it sounds very ethereal very spiritual existential the existentialism is a talk about god and some no what, what is i'm it? not going into existentialism i'm just having a crisis right now i'm what i'm finding is that people so you made up the word to go along with it but it really didn't mean anything no, I didn't make it up. Existentialism I know is a it's real, a real thing. word. I know, but, and how you're applying it. Yeah. Right, so they need to be need to be blogging. You're they not, do. You think people should be doing every day? Yeah. Th- here's why. Well, every day is it has to be sustainable. So if I tell you to do something every day and you do it once every six months because I said do it every day, then that's not a good thing. If I set the bar a little lower and say start with once a week and then move up from there, that's probably a little more sustainable for more, for most businesses. But the reason is that uh, Google is a contact uh, is a text machine. Is what I'm trying to say. Google is a text machine. And uh, to this day, even though there's social media and there's all these other forms of advertising, pay-per-click and, and Facebook ads and all these other things that people can do, at the end of the day, most of us will live or die on Google search in, in today's business environment. And even the companies that are really good at social get 70% of their website traffic from Google search. And so if you want to rank well in Google, and by the way, it's not always about ranking on a specific term, it's about ranking on a wide variety variety of terms you've got to be creating content and you've got to do it on a regular basis yeah the uh I, I, there was a comic on sunday i don't know did you, did you ever read the comics the funnies oh you mean in print yeah on a newspaper yeah not in years what you know what a mistake that is because <laughs> you know one day a week you just first of all you got to read what the other side thinks and second of all you got to get the funnies in color yeah, I do. You never read the funnies, not anymore. See, you like, you I love them at home. I know my son lives on the other side of the state, and I take pictures of the ones that make me laugh out loud, <laughs> and we send them to each other because he can't afford the newspaper. But there was one yesterday that had uh, two warring nations. Okay, Google and Apple oh. coming at each other. Yeah. And here's the news. Here, here's good news for Google. Apple's killing itself. They came out with a watch that was a big. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it didn't do as well, I'm sure, as they hoped, but it, it, it still didn't. outsold every other Android watch ever in only one day. 
<laughs> so, okay, so they sold five. Okay, so, okay, you know, right. okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not on the wearable kick. No, yeah. I, I haven't worn a watch. Since I moved to Florida. That's the whole point of moving to Florida. You don't need to wear a watch. You're supposed to be relaxed. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't relaxed yet. All right, but but okay. So you, Google really does control the internet, and, yeah. and everybody's trying to impress Google because Google is a powerful, powerful, powerful search engine. Definitely. And the nice part about Google is that you can go to that page, the Google as I call it, the Google page. And there's no other garbage ads on that page. Isn't it brilliant? It is brilliant. Yeah. Because I, you know, you can't go to MSN or Yahoo or any of those other ones, and they got they got pornographic, practically pornographic images all over the place. Now, Google behind it, you can get all that stuff. But on the front page, it's got nothing to mess with your mind. Well, it's all about utility. You know, Google is, has always been about delivering a quality product. And by the way, that's one of the ways that businesses can succeed is by giving uh, Google exactly what it wants, which is useful stuff for people who run searches. Right. And so I read a story recently about a business that uh, was, they were running a pool company in Virginia in the late 2000s, you know, 2008 comes along and business or people started pulling their deposits. Now, by the way, I don't know who builds pools in Virginia, right? <laughs> I think about pools. It's Dude, like I lived everywhere. in Minnesota. We had a pool in our backyard. Okay. Well, this again, this is new to me. So, it's a skating rink in the wintertime. Right. So people were, were building pools, but they started pulling their, their deposits because obviously the, the, the crash hit, as you put it earlier, the, the Great Depression struck. And these guys were scrambling. And by 2009, he said they had 16 employees sitting at home nothing to do and he's trying to figure out how to make things work so here's what he did he generated a list of a hundred plus questions that people had asked he, he thought of every question that a customer had ever asked in the process of building a pool or in the process of, of of purchasing a pool and he built this list and he began writing over the span of a long period of time because you know he can only write so much a, a day he started writing a blog post to answer each question and so after a year, he had answered 100 plus of these questions and they began within just a few months, they began seeing enormous numbers in, in terms of website traffic and Google began showing their website to visitors because they were useful to, by the time 2011 came around, which was still in the midst of the, of the difficulty, certainly was here. They were up. So they had gone from four to 4.5 million in sales, but their advertising spend, which was quarter of a million dollars in 2007, was down to 25 grand in 2011. So they were spending 10% of their previous ad budget, and they had not only bounced back, but were then growing from, from there in terms of their revenue. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Man, there's like a song like that. A whole new world. I heard that once. Yeah, some Disney show. You can't get out of your head. All right, David Johnson with... Grow the Dream at growthedream.com. We've been talking about changing the way you look at marketing your business, and we're running out of time. I know. It goes quickly. We should do another show. That'd be great. It would be great. Anytime. You sure? Sure. Anytime? Anytime. You're like, you got time for this. You're just supposed to take it busy. You had to drive an hour, and then you had to drive another hour going back, and your wife's yeah, going, right. why did you add this to your schedule, honey? <laughs> you know. I know she had that conversation with you. She did, didn't she? Hey, she's a believer, man. She's a believer in radio. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Is there another great Christian radio station down in Sarasota, Bradenton, Venice? Well, we have the Joy FM based down there. Talk show. Talk. uh, Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Okay. All right. So listen, what do you think about, let's see. Hmm. I just want to, I got time for one more question. Who's, okay, let's just say this. You've got a passion for ministry inside and outside your workplace. Describe your passions. I want people to know more about you. 
I am passionate about making believers in business succeed. And so uh, one of the things that God called us to do a few years ago is we began an initiative called Nourish the Dream, which is why we're sort of rebranding the other company. So, you know, Nourish the Dream, though, is about helping believers recognize their calling, not just to the workplace, but we're more specifically focused on those believers who are called to start and own businesses. And so uh, we've done quite a bit. We've done some events. We, we, we produce materials for them. And at one time there was a podcast and I just haven't kept up with it. So we, we've got to kind of get back to that. But that's an area that I am really, truly passionate about. And we've seen a really good fruit from that. We see, we should maybe do one of those as a joint venture. I think it would be great. I think Tampa, we did our most successful event ever was in Tampa and it was in 2012. There's a huge need for workplace ministry related events. And we, I'm sure we could coordinate with the Christian Chamber. I mean, there's a lot of people we could draw into that. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got access to some really phenomenal people. I mean, the people that have been on our stage at our Nourish the Dream events, we had, for example, Wes Cantrell. He's the retired CEO of Lanier Worldwide. They were a $1 billion company. $1 billion. That's right. With a B. And he attributed their success to his walk with God. I love that. Did you just read the article last Thursday? Oh, yeah. You don't read the paper. The new CEO, SeaWorld. I got it. If anybody knows... I missed that. I do read a lot, by the way. It comes directly to me. New CEO. It's Joel Manby, I think. But look it up. New CEO of SeaWorld. And he talked about... right In the Tampa Bay Times, it talked about how this guy is known for leading in a biblically-based way. How great is that? The new leader at at SeaWorld. Is it Joel Manby? M-A-N-B-Y? Just keep looking it up. The new 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 Sea World owner. Anyway, so uh, there's there's so many great people that are leading this way that we just need to encourage them. I want to be that encouraging place. Absolutely, and I, and I want people to recognize that their most important thing they're doing at work. Obviously, if they're if they're taking really good care of their people, they're going to get the job done. And you could just. You can just invest in them, and it, tra- it changes people's lives. It's true. Absolutely. And God is giving, he's the giver of all wisdom. So I love the scripture you started today's show with, man. He, he imparts to us the stuff we need to be successful and to have an impact. Joel Manby, N-A-M-A-N-B-Y, Joel Manby. If anybody out there listening to the show today knows this guy, I'm trying to get hold of him on LinkedIn. I've linked up to him. I have a friend who's linked to him who says, no, he'll never respond. I can't ever get him to respond. I want to get Joel Manby on my show. Absolutely. So if anybody knows him from SeaWorld, the new CEO at SeaWorld, just contact me, Jim at iWorkForHim.com, Jim at iWorkForHim.com. All right, perfect client for you, quickly. I'm sorry, perfect client for me? Any small business looking to grow. That's too broad. Nope. Did you ever go to BNI? Any small Christian? I'll business? tell you why. Because the ones that are too small to afford services from us, we provide training to. Okay. And the ones that are big enough to hire us, obviously we can provide services to. But we're here to help businesses understand what they should be doing to grow in this digitally driven market that we have. And also for those that that are sizable enough, then certainly we've got services we can provide to help them make, uh, make that so happen. You don't just work with Christian business owners; you work with That's all correct. kind of business. That's owners. absolutely right. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, listen, it's been a great show. Way too. Fast. We should have done a two-hour show, but you know, sorry, I don't have a two-hour time slot. So, <laughs> all right, we'll do that. In, we'll do that in the future. All right, listen. As we come to the end of another I Work for Him show, just listen for a minute because what I'm looking for, I'm looking for a thousand people to start the tidal wave of change in the workplaces in Tampa Bay. I'm looking for a thousand people to make this commitment that you'll start praying for your coworkers and employees each and every day. 
Write down all the people you have interaction with each and every day and pray for them by name. And then start looking for ways to reach out to those people outside of the office so that they can get to know you personally. And then start looking for ways to serve them in the workplace. Not hurting your job, but to serve them in the workplace. And best of all, start paying attention to how these people act so that on days when they come in and they look downtrodden, they look depressed, they look upset, they sound it over the phone, that you say, hey, what's going on? And you look for an opportunity to pray with those people in your workplace. That's when change starts to happen. I got the most incredible phone call from a friend of mine I used to work with last week, and I've been praying with her on the phone for a long time, and she called to tell me, well, she hasn't given her life to Christ yet, but her son has. My wife and I encouraged her to get involved in church, and she called and she told me that my son gave his life to Christ on Easter Sunday, and that's because I started praying with her two years ago. How awesome is that? What a privilege. What a privilege. So I'm looking for a thousand people to let me know they want to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. Go to my website, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Oh, yeah, that's not out there yet. Just click on contact us and send me an email and tell me that you want to be part of the show. And I'll recognize you right here live on the show. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. 